Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Twitch, and Telegram. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is July 9th, 2022, and this is episode 138 of the workshop podcast. Today, well, we're going to talk about the clock, or more importantly, the calendar, and the fact that 2022 is now 50% off. Not half price, but it has gone by half already. We are li- we have gone past six months in 2022. Where has that time gone? So, real quick, if you haven't checked out the Fountain Podcast app yet, Take a minute and check that out. It is a great app, number one. It runs on the Podcast 2.0 platform. You're probably like, well, Tim, that doesn't mean anything to me. That's okay. It runs on the Lightning Payment Network. Also may not mean anything to you. But what is really cool is you can earn Bitcoin by listening to your favorite podcasts on the Fountain app. And you can support your favorite creators by listening to their content on there. And they, in turn, get paid with Bitcoin. It's incredible. I love it. I've really enjoyed the platform so far, and we're going to keep pushing it and see where we end up. Number two, if you have not joined the Telegram group, there is something special about our community over there. I enjoy sitting down and chatting wherever I happen to be. The great thing about Telegram is you can jump in and jump out of conversations whenever you want. You can come back when you feel like it, get caught up, respond. They've got emojis now, so you can quickly respond uh, your feeling without having to type a whole lot of stuff out. And our group, it's a great group. It's not nearly as big as some of the other communities. And what's nice about that is if you take a day off or two days off, you don't miss 4,000 messages. So you're here, you get to, you get some input, you can interact with me and the rest of the community, ask questions, and they'll always get answered, hopefully in the way you want them to. And if you are wondering if I've ever recommended a product or I've ever reviewed a product or something. You're like, I wonder if Toolman Tim's ever tried this or that. Well, number one, you can always message me and ask me. But if you're just in a hurry or you're looking to, you know, decide on a purchase, something like that, the easiest way is to go by toolmantim.shop. And over there, you will find a ton of gear that I've used and abused, stuff that's made me money and saved me money in my handyman business, stuff I've used for years. Well over 200 products at this moment. Some have full write-up, some are just Amazon affiliate links. Whatever it is, anything on there is something I've used and they've met the Toolman Tim seal of approval. So check that out. And of course, anything you buy over there on the Amazon links helps to support the content that I create here. So thank you guys. And of course, today's tool, it is the best lubricant on the market. I'm going to leave that alone. It's fluid film. I love that stuff. I used it the other day for a, it wasn't seized up, but it wasn't working really well. A keyway in a doorknob didn't work. It wasn't working great. The uh, driver's side door had gotten a lot of dirt and junk in it on my truck. Use it there to get rid of the squeak and the grinding. It's just the best. It, the reason I like it, it's twofold. It's thick, so it hangs around. It's not like WD-40. You put that on something, and within a couple of days, it seems like it's worn right off. This sticks around. And number two, it has kind of a, a caustic action to it. So it doesn't just sit there. It kind of bubbles and sizzles a bit. So it kind of eats up some of the old junk, and it works its way into cracks and crevices and does the job it's supposed to do. Fluid film, to me, is my go-to lubricant when I have something that isn't moving the way I want it to. 
Links in the description below if you're interested, you want to check it out. So it is Saturday, and most often on Saturdays, I try to do the This Week in the Workshop segment. People seem to like to know what's going on in my life, what projects I'm working on, what tools I happen to buy. So usually it's just a, a few thoughts and different things that I have been up to in the last seven days. So first off, my son and I got to work with a guy the other day. We had to go in and secure an abandoned hotel. It was all locked up and completely dark inside even during the day. It was kind of creepy, but really cool. I enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun exploring and making sure all the locks, all the doors were locked and no crackheads got in there. It was just a really kind of neat time. Uh, also, I have been using the DeWalt hedge trimmer, the pole hedge trimmer, so much lately that uh, I just, I love that thing. It's going on two years old. It hasn't wore out, surprisingly, because that plastic joint on it, I was thinking could be a real pain in the ass, but it wasn't. It worked great. And that seven foot reach is just so perfect for not needing to bend down. It allows you to get a really good, straight, smooth edge on hedges. It allows you to reach up and get the top for the most part. It's just all around a great product. And if you guys are looking for something like that, this isn't a commercial for DeWalt, but I love using my DeWalt cordless gear. And that hedge trimmer has been a godsend for me. We have been, uh, it's been dump run, dump run city around here too with the, the all seasons maintenance business. Ran a bunch for the town recently, doing some abandoned property cleanups. Had to do a couple for myself. We're getting ready to do one for my son. Picked up one when I was at the bank the other day. Uh, just a lady there that does work. She wanted me to go and clean up a bunch of stuff for her. It just seems to be that people are in that mood of, hey, I need to get stuff cleaned up. Maybe they have a little bit of vacation time. I don't know, but they're always looking for me to haul stuff away. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, and now... As you listen to this, you might think, huh, Tim's not live this week. Well, I will be on Sunday night, but Thursday and Saturday, I am going to be gone, going to the big city of Calgary to pick up my twins and more, and as importantly, or as more excitedly, I think, is my mom and dad. They've, my dad has never been outside of the maritime provinces, never been on a plane before, and we're going to bring them out and show them what life in Alberta is all about. I'm excited. I can't wait to see them. It's uh, pretty exciting, and it's a big step for them. So yeah, that's why I'm not here. <laughs> the other night, I hauled out my Lansky knife sharpening set, and it was was it Monday night, and Becky and I just had a nice evening to sit with ourselves. We decided we were going to go out, sit on the back deck with that nice covered uh, 16 by 24 deck that I built, and we had a nice time to sit with the dogs, and I thought, you know what? Instead of playing on my phone, I'm going to sharpen my knives. So I got out uh, the big kitchen butcher knife, the long knife in the kitchen. Neither of those had been sharpened in way too long. And of course, my beautiful MT Knives Genesis neck knife and give them all a really good sharpening. And uh, boy, you can tell the difference between a cheap kitchen knife with thin metal sharpens up really quick and that heavy duty steel or whatever type of metal it is that Patrick uses in his knives because they hold an edge. His holds an edge like crazy. But you got to work to get that edge back on because that's just that that just goes to show what good quality metal can do for you. Now, something else was kind of cool that um, abandoned hotel we had to clean out. There were some planters out front that hadn't been planted since I don't even know when months, year, years, really, like maybe decades. <laughs> but the dirt was still in there and cats were using it as litter box and people were nice enough to use it as an ashtray as well. So I had to clean all those out. And the only way to get them really clean I used a square spade, scraped it all out, and then pulled the bins out and dumped them in the back of my truck. And when I did, 
underneath hadn't been cleaned out in a long time found some kind of cool garbage in there <laughs> becky always thinks i'm a garbage picker but i love this kind of antique stuff and the two things that caught my mind or caught my eye and i know it's hard to call this stuff an antique but there was an a and w root beer can from the mid to late 90s so that's about 25 years old and i've asked a bunch of people nobody seems to remember these but any of you guys remember the 500 milliliter 12 ounce i think they're 12 ounce anyway maybe 16 ounce glass bottles they had a metal screw off lid about the same size as the plastic ones today but they had a styrofoam label on them that was common on the east coast when i was a kid and this is what i found in there it was a mountain dew one from from what i could gather looking online from around 1982 so the thing's been in there for 40 years no idea how it never got cleaned out nobody bothered but i guess it is you know, out of sight, out of mind, right? And something can sit there. And it shows you how long it takes styrofoam to break down because that was as good as a day it went in there. Uh, changed the batteries and all my freezer alarms. So if you guys are looking for a reminder to do something like that, those GoV freezer alarms that I use, love them. They work great. They're not perfect, but they are a hundred times better than the old standard style freezer alarms. I had no luck with them at all. These things are great. They require a little bit of modification in the software uh, not just like just taking pushing a plus button a couple of times just to offset the temperatures a bit just so it works better for you but these things are great you can check them anything anywhere in the world they're wi-fi enabled they're bluetooth enabled and they just do what they're supposed to do and they're built well and for me the battery life's been incredible i had it wasn't quite a year but i'm going to say i got about nine months out of a set of Eneloop batteries they take three AAA batteries and you can set I think it's up to every hour how often it sends a signal so if you you go in there set it to the longest time because what's the difference between five minutes and 30 minutes on a freezer not much and nothing's going to spoil in that time so i set it to the full 60 minutes i've had good luck with it and it just allows me peace of mind to go and check on my freezers whenever i'm away um something else i've realized i have lots and lots and lots of rechargeable batteries but something i need is more phone battery bricks in the worst way i just I, i'm always running out of them we have what, four i sent one with the kids we've got one we don't really like so we have really we're down right now to two good anchor battery packs and we found once you get past about the first year with an iphone the battery life really decreases so that first year you can go all day and all evening without needing a charge but then once about 12 to 15 months passes by they seem to really always need a charge. It drives me crazy. So, of course, now we're using these anchors all the time, and I'm trying to remember to plug them in and keep them charged up. And I really need to standardize a little bit. I really hope, I really, really hope that Apple goes to the USB-C standard at some point and gets away from this stupid lightning port, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm trying to standardize on USB-C at this point because that seems to be where the future's heading. I got some more free firewood. I got all that old softwood the other day. And then we cut down some volunteer shrubberies. I guess you call them shrubberies, but some of them had about a three inch around trunk to them that were in a, an abandoned lot. So I got to take some of that hardwood home with me. Not a ton, but a lot of good stove wood that's going to work great in my wood stove this summer, this winter in my garage. Um, now, something else is kind of cool. I'll probably end up doing a video on this just because for whatever reason, it kind of intrigues me. But over at the big parking unit that I took over, sorry, the rental unit, the parking lot at the rental unit I took over, there's a bunch of steel I-beams that have been sunk in the ground, cemented down, and they have power running up to them. They're for each tenant. 
They have a, a two outlet plug on them and they're for people to plug the vehicles in in the wintertime. Each tenant has control over the power up in their apartment so they can uh, turn it on or off with a breaker. And of course, those pillars have been there for, well, since 1998 when that building was built. They're in need of a blue, a new blue paint job and some new numbering. But more so, I'd say about a third of the plugs are starting to get broken or, you know, the covers have been broken off or worse than that, the conduit that the wire comes up through has been broke or cracked. So it's going to be a quite a fun little job. The biggest thing is, is that some are turned on, some are turned off. So I need to get a hold of all the tenants, get them to turn their power on so I can test them all, then turn them all off. So I have a couple of days to do the maintenance. It's going to be fun. I know I'm a geek, but I love working with electrical, especially little tiny weird jobs like that, that I've never done before. And something I probably won't have a chance to do for many years to come. It's just kind of, kind of interesting anyway. And um, I've been, so you guys know, I don't know if this is an addiction or what, but whenever I put out content, whether it's podcasting, reviewing, even the 60 second vertical videos on TikTok, I just, for me, it's important to put out the best content I can. Number one, uh, it, it reaches the best, the biggest audience and it appeals to the most people as well. So I've been working really hard lately, watching a lot of other people's podcast clips on TikTok just searching by the hashtag podcast and going through and seeing what people do because the clips that I was sharing from my podcast, while it gets the information out, I don't think they're very visually appealing. By the time I blew up somebody's face that was already streaming across the internet and then it was downloaded from StreamYard, it was just getting almost to the point where, I don't know, it looked like one of those VCDs that you would buy uh, on the side of the street in 1994. The quality was just really bad. And that doesn't appeal. It doesn't look good to the brand. It doesn't uh, reflect good on the workshop. So I've been working on quite a bit of interesting things. So I'll be doing some testing around with that coming up. And hopefully you guys can help me out with some positive or negative feedback. But I'm always just trying to get better. And that's where we're heading into today's topic is always trying to improve. And so back in March, I looked back and it was like the March 27th. So it was just about the end of the third month of 2022. I did an episode. Some, the title was something along the lines of 2022 is 25% over. Now what? So today, 2022 is 50% done behind us. Kaput. So now what? How have you been doing? That's the question I came to ask. And not just you, but myself as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to slide through a few things. We're going to chat about a few things. We're going to review your goals. And then I'm going to review everything that I set for the most part. I have a few goals that are private that I'm obviously not going to share publicly, but for the most part, I'm going to go through all of my content creation and personal goals, and we're going to see how we're doing. And then we're going to encourage each other, and we're going to kick each other in the ass, and we're going to say, hey, let's keep going. So like I said, 2022 is a year, a year and a half. How, how can a year be a year and a half over, Tim? Is half a year over already. Just like that, poof six months behind us. Now I've had a productive year. I've had a great year. I've had some first time in my life experiences and it's only going to get better as 2022 goes on. But if we don't stop and look back, first off, you can just get busy doing, right? Whatever the fire is, you're just like, you know, an old uh, bucket brigade where all they're worried about is running ahead and putting out the fire, throw that water on that fire. And that's what can end up happening any time of the year. If you don't 
continuously. I try to go back at least once a month and see how I'm doing on my goals. And, you know, both the steps to the goals and the end result the goal is going to bring. But if you don't take some time and go back and look, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, oh, little, little Mr. or Mrs. Baby 2022 turned into old man 2022. And we're about to sing old Lang Syne and start all over again. So the best way or the best thing we can do is periodically review our goals. And I find at least quarterly because that's a great, you know, you can look at a clock and say, okay, it's three o'clock on the year. And what am I going to do? What have I done so far? And right now we're at the six o'clock on the clock for the year. We got six hours left, six months left. And if we don't pick our pace up, we might not hit some of the goals we want. So let's light a fire under ass, kick ourselves in the butt, pick your metaphorical uh, suggestion and let's move on. Okay. So like I said, the reason we do this is to review and focus, uh, to celebrate review and focus. So the first thing I want to do, first thing I love to do, the first thing I hope you enjoy doing too, is think about what were your goals this year? And I want you to pick one that you just absolutely kicked ass with. Now, I, for me, we're, we'll deal with some of mine down the road, but there, there's a few that I'm really, really pleased with. Probably the one that I was the most pleased with or the most excited was my uh, presentation at LFTN Spring Workshop. So, you know, you can do it, finding freedom in entrepreneurship. And I just, I felt like I kicked ass with that. And I was really happy with it. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I want you to do this with yourself too. I want you to look back and say, okay, what in the hell have I done over the last six months that I'm really, really proud of that has added to or helped me advance on my journey toward the end of the year? Because this is how we get shit done. First off, we got to celebrate and say, look what I've done because you're going to feel good. So, you know, it's like the compliment sandwich, something good, something bad, something good. But anyway, so then from there, we want to look and we're going to say, what is the most important accomplishment that I want to achieve by the end of this year? So first we know what, what have we achieved already? Second, we're going to review and we're going to say, okay, so where am I heading? For me, you know, a couple of my big goals were a thousand listeners per episode on my podcast. I'm not there yet. We'll talk about it. But that is one of my big, big goals. And I've worked my ass off to get there. And the other was to get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. And that is a big, hairy, audacious goal. I originally wanted to set my goal to 5,000. I'm probably going to hit that in another month, maybe six weeks. I'm excited. That would have been low-hanging fruit. I would have been able to go, oh, Tim, pat myself on the back and say, there you go. You made it to 5,000. But where's the fun in that? So I shot big. And I've worked really, really hard on that so far. And my growth has picked up. Uh, my growth has doubled over the last six to eight weeks. I'm really excited about it. Will I make it to 10,000? I don't know. But the fact that I shot for 10,000 means I'm going to blow past 5,000. And that's part of setting these goals. So where do you want to hit? What, what do you want to get to over these next six months? And then what do you need to focus on, right? Like what? what is the... So if you know... Okay, what, what is the big one I want to hit? Well, then how the hell do I do it? Because it's like looking at a map, right? Anybody out there remember those old atlases or the road atlases? And you'd look and you'd be like, okay, four pages ahead. That's the middle of Saskatchewan. That's where I need to get. And that's great. That's your goal. That's where you want to be. But your focus is going to be, well, what's the most efficient way to get there? What do I need to do to get there? Well, I need to take, say, Highway 13, 
this far east and then keep going. Well, I need to know, okay, where are we going to stop? We need to make this turn here. We need to go there. All of those small little steps that are going to work in your favor to help get you to whatever it is. And that's why I'm being a little generic here because I don't know what your goal is. I mean, it could be, um, I know there's somebody in our community that is building their own home from scratch. That blows me away. I know people who are, you know, raising pigs this year for the first year, you know, getting ready to put together a rabbit processing workshop for the first time. So many really cool things. Another member who has been really flirting with the idea of leaving their job and starting their own business. Just there's so many things that you might be wanting to do. And I want, I want you to succeed, but I want you to focus and say, okay, here's the next six months. Let's go balls to the wall and get this stuff done where we need it to be. So what goals did you set? Like where where did you where where did you start in December? Because uh, my good friend Amy Dingman, if you'd asked her in December what her goals were going to be for the rest of the year, I can guarantee you and she would tell you this, I can guarantee you that where she is right now is not where she thought she would be 6 months ago. And she's been very open about that. She's changed her goals. She changed some goals at the very beginning of January, something like 3 to 4 weeks in. And that's okay. Here's the thing. Goals, they're set, I don't know, they're set in stone. Let's say they're set in sandstone. So you might carve them into sandstone, but if you ever frigged with sandstone, a lot of times you can chip it off pretty easy. So goals are, you know, there's a general goal that I want success. You know, there's a, you know, a specific goal that says I'd like 10,000 YouTube subscribers. But you know what? If all of a sudden tomorrow YouTube come on and said, we're not monetizing anyone anymore. Well, that 10,000 subscriber YouTube goal wouldn't mean nearly as much to me anymore because that's not bringing in income. So I might drop that goal and move over to figuring out how to monetize my podcast or developing a membership program or, or a way that people can support me, that kind of thing. So you always, you know, your goals are set there. I want to say they're kind of set in stone, but it is okay to drop goals sometimes, especially if you're heading down a direction. You're like, you know what? This just isn't my passion anymore. Now, <laughs> sometimes your focus changes, but also don't, if you're halfway through the year right now and you say, well, I'm not doing very good. I set a goal of 10,000 subscribers on YouTube and I'm only at 450. Well, don't just, you know, don't cancel that goal simply because you're not going to attain it, okay? If it's something that's still important to you and it's something that you want to head down that road toward, keep going. Don't just drop a goal because you're discouraged, but drop a goal if your focus has changed or your passion in life has changed or you realize, hey, I just, I, I made a mistake. I don't need that goal. All there is to it. But remember, um, okay, so... As far as goals go, they're not resolutions. They're a journey. They're not binary. They're not either achieved or failed. They're not yes or no. A goal is something that's going to push you towards success. So again, if I make it to 10,000 subscribers this year, okay, if I make it to 9,998 subscribers, well, technically I failed. And that's like the resolution. My resolution is to lose weight. If I don't lose any weight at all, or if I don't lose enough weight, I failed. But that's not true. The, the idea behind goals is if, if I went from 3,000 subscribers to 9,998 in a year, there's nobody out there that would say, holy shit, Tim, 
that's a failure. But if you just look at a goal as binary, yes or no, achieved or failed, then technically 9,998 subscribers is a fail. But that's not how these goals work. This, When we set goals to get ourselves going and to, to better our lives, to make us more money, to get better with our relationships, to find more success, to find more freedom or happiness, whatever it happens to be, whenever we set those goals, that's because we want to get closer to that achievement. Does that make sense? So here's the thing. 9,998 subscribers is a success. And I friggin' love that. And it's not a failure. And if I only get 6,000 this year, that's still a success. But the thing about the goals is it, it's like that. I don't, I don't want to say, don't, don't get lost in the journey per se, but it's kind of like the carrot, you know, dangling in front of the donkey. It's there to get you further down that road. So if you look at yourself at the end of the year and you've only maybe finished, completed 75% of your goals or a lot of your goals are 75% complete, it doesn't mean you weren't successful. It doesn't mean you didn't focus. What those, those goals did, the job that they were supposed to do, and that was motivate you and push you in the right direction. So remember that, okay? It's not binary. It's not yes or no, succeed or fail. The goals are there, kind of like gas in your gas tank to get you as far down the journey as you can. And a lot of times, if you pick a destination further down the road than you thought you'd make it, you'd make you're going to make more headway than if you picked a journey that's only halfway or a destination. So what have you accomplished? Where have you, what have you done? Where have you headed so far this year? What, what's that big one that you're so happy or what's the one you're still heading toward? Because the cool thing is, again, when we set our goals in 2022, when we first got started, well, there's things I didn't see coming. Okay. I set a goal to speak at three events this year. The only event the only event that I even knew about or even knew that I was going to or even had a chance to speak at was Nicole's Spring Workshop. But I set a goal of three. And guess what? Because that goal was there, I kept pushing. And I heard about a place in Prepper Camp and I talked to Rick Austin there and I'm going to be speaking at Prepper Camp. And then I talked to Nicole and now I'm going to be speaking at the Self-Reliance Festival. So just because I set that goal, I then went out and found three places that I can speak. So I'm going to have public speaking three times this year. But some other things, things that weren't in my vision at the beginning of the year. How about the Canadian Coffee Company? When we first started this year, I had no idea that my wife wanted to get into coffee. And I, she came to me one day. She's like, I think I'd like to learn how to roast coffee. And I said, well, you know, why don't we start and learn how to sell coffee. And then if we really like it, we'll get into roasting it up here in Canada. Because the biggest thing we found was that there's just nobody up here doing what a lot of my awesome friends are doing down in the States. So we wanted to have something that we could ship around in Canada. And here we are. That was something that wasn't even on my radar, but it's added to our personal and financial success so far. How about TikTok? That wasn't even on my, I mean, I've heard of TikTok. I've looked at TikTok. I even tried TikTok. But I figured for me, TikTok was going to go the way of Mines or Firon or maybe even Rumble, you know, pr uh, platforms that I have tried that just didn't do it for me because I did that last year. I started on TikTok, put a few videos up, failed miserably. I wouldn't say failed, but just didn't find the quick success that I wanted. And then one day I was on the live there with Nicole and John Willis. And he's like, you know, anybody not using TikTok is stupid. There's serious growth there. So, of course, I thought, about, yeah, whatever, you know. 
I put a plan together. It really didn't take much time. It's now become a platform where I can repackage and re-release my content. And it has become a huge both traffic generator and money maker for me. It's great. I love it. And I kind of enjoy it. I always like finding a new creative outlet, but both the Canadian Coffee Company and TikTok weren't even on in my wheelhouse when January 1st, 2022 rolled around this year. And now they've become a big part. So again, roll with the punches. If you have an opportunity, use your goals to figure out, okay, is does this opportunity fit into my year? Does it fit into my goals? And will it help me achieve the goals that I set this year? And if all the answers to that are yes, then hell yeah, go for it. So when you're thinking about what you want to finish for this year, well, this is going to sound, I'm not trying to pile too much on to you, but something I start doing about this time of the year, sometime between July and say August, I, I create a new notepad in my phone and I call it goals for 2023. You're like, oh my God, Tim, really? 2023 because we haven't even got through 2022 yet. But for me, I'm always looking ahead to the next year. I always look ahead to the next adventure, the next achievement. And so as things pop in my head, no matter what they are, I just throw them into that notepad because that starts creating my goals. It helps it helps me focus my goals down onto something specific before the end of the year. So you just put a whole bunch of general ideas in there, whatever it happens to be, whether you think, okay, 20,000, what I just use YouTube because it's uh, an easy number to talk about, but say 20,000 YouTube subscribers. I don't know. So throw it in there. They're not set in stone. They're not even written in paper. They're just electronic ones and zeros at this point, but just throw them all in there and just start looking ahead because what that does is that kind of gets you in the mindset of, okay, I'm really going to make these goals. And then where the hell am I going to go after that? Now, the other thing is, it puts that in your subconscious and I'm not going to get all hoity-toity or weird or whatever in it, but whenever I have an idea in my subconscious or whatever that back part of the brain is, it just kind of sits around and floats back there and it, and it, it does its thing. And at the weirdest times I'll make connections mentally I'll be like, Oh, okay. That's what that is. Or no, you know what? And you might not even be consciously thinking about it at the moment, but it will come out. And so, yeah, okay, I had this goal set here, but you know what would be better? Let's let's just change it a little bit and, and this will be a better focus. So it gives your brain time to kind of sharpen or dull those ideas and bring them to the forefront. And it helps make connections that you're not even thinking about because they're just in your back of your brain floating around until January gets here. So you've got six months in. Did you find somebody... Uh, for accountability? Did you share your goals with someone else? Because if you didn't, that's one key to success that you might be missing. Having an accountability partner or having a friend you can share your goals with and they'll tell you, oh, that, that's stupid. Don't do that, Tim. Or that's an incredible goal. Go for it. Or I think you can do more than that. But having someone to share with just helps force your hand a little bit. It helps you be more proactive and it helps you I'll prioritize because you're like, oh, well, my friends know this. And if I don't do it, they're going to make fun of me. Well, they might not make fun of me, but they're going to know. And so it gives you a little more drive. Uh, now, this is the time. This is where we really double down. So this is where those first six months, you look back and you see what has worked. Because again, we always try that, throw it at the wall, see what, you know, see what sticks, see what works. But you got to start paying attention to those things. So, you know, if I put up a certain type of video on TikTok and it doesn't work, well, I might try it again. But if I do that same video every week for 30 weeks and I never see one bit of improvement, well, I'm not learning from it. But if I start 
you know, trying slightly different things in my podcast and you guys respond more to one than the other. Well, okay, this is what I need to do. So pay attention to it. Look back over the last six months, look what's worked, look what you've improved on and what is continuing to look what you've improved on and look what is still bringing you returns. So sometimes you can make some improvements. It's back to that British cycling team, the 1% better on a whole bunch of different things. You can only, you can only put so much air in the tires of a bike before the tire pops. So you might, you might realize, well, I can put five PSI more in this tire and I will get a better ride out of the bike. And then you might realize, well, I can put 5% more in there and I'll get a little bit better. And then I could put 5% more in and I'm not getting any more returns or worse than that, I blow the tire up. So you got to look and see what's working, what's still trending in that upward, what's getting you that 45% growth or whatever it happens to be. But look what, look what is helping you improve. Look what's helping you uh, step up to the next level and keep doing more of that. Anything that brought you success, but has now leveled off. Well, you know, either keep doing that or find something that you can change to bring it up a little bit more keep going, but double down on what's working and keep going because that's where you're going to find your success. And that's where you start the second six months of the year. Some of those goals start getting running away from you and they're, they're going crazy because, Hey, I did all the right things for the first six months and now I'm starting to reap the rewards. So let's take a look at the goals I set and we'll see how I'm doing. And I wanted to be public with you guys about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So my first big one, and this is one I still think I'm going to hit, is 100, uh, sorry, 1,000 listeners per episode on my podcast. Now, um, that could mean a lot of things. That could mean 1,000 unique listeners at any given during any given week, which would be cool. That could mean when my overall audience size hits 1,000, or that could mean each individual episode gets 1,000 downloads in the first seven days, whatever it happens to be. Now, I've had a couple of episodes that have actually topped a thousand downloads across all platforms over the first month. That's pretty exciting. But that was the exception to the rule. I'm probably, right now, I'm about halfway there, which isn't too bad. You know, for a podcast that really just launched last October, November, I'm pretty happy. I'm seeing a lot of growth. I'm excited. It's given me a new outlet, a new creative outlet. And allows me to talk about a lot of the things that I'm passionate about and allows me to do this long form content that I like because I like to talk, I like to teach, I like to share, and the podcast has helped me with that. So if I don't hit a thousand downloads per episode, am I going to cry myself to sleep and give up? Hell no. I've had a lot of fun doing this and I'm having a lot of fun moving forward with it. So I'm going to keep on keeping on, but I'm heading in the right direction, guys. How about the YouTube channel to 10,000? I've talked about this a lot. We're not going to deal with it a whole hell of a lot. Am I going to hit it? I'm going to say yes. What are the odds? 75, 25? I think I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to get there. But I'm going to be damn close when it's all said and done. But again, if I hadn't set that 10,000, I'd have probably settled for five and been happy that I got close to that. So now, because I've hit, I set 10, well, we're going to see where we end up. Now, I looked for my first, so I had a, I wrote it down as look for your first podcast sponsor. They, ha, I don't have a podcast sponsor yet, but I have picked up a couple of companies that are sending me products that are, um, you know, giving me some uh, percentage for any sales that I make. And I'm really, really happy with the Coast Flashlights one. 
Now, I also want to share with you my biggest disappointment from 2022 so far, and that is I approached Lowe's and I was really excited to get, uh, I wanted to get a chance to try out a lot of their cordless gardening products, that kind of stuff, you know, landscaping. And they said, yeah, we would love for you to come on as an ambassador and we'll send you a bunch of tools. The, the, the perks are great. And you have complete freedom to review everything yourself. And I said, you know, no problem being Canadian. Nope, none at all. And then when I had to sign the non-disclosure agreement, they come back and they're like, oh, you're from Canada. I'm like, no shit. They're like, we don't think we can work with you. And that was a polite way of saying a few days later, sorry, we can't because you're from Canada, even though I asked. So that was my biggest disappointment because that was going to be huge. But guess what? I didn't cry. I didn't quit. I didn't stop doing what I'm doing. I just doubled down and headed forward because that is how I'm going to find success. Looking to reach out to a few new companies, have sent some more emails, all of that. Let's move on. My next one. So, uh, you know, be a better podcaster is one we're going to talk about a little bit. This one is uh, improve my review videos. So I thought for me, it's easy to get stuck in making something and creating something the way you're normally looking to create it, the way you normally create it, because you found some success and you're like, oh, well, then I must be doing it right. But you also have to look back and say, you know what? There's room for improvement here because I wasn't seeing the growth on my review videos like I wanted to. And I made some drastic changes based on audience feedback. And some of it was a little bit harsh and I had to listen to it. You know, the most common comment I got on my review videos was, would you just shut up and talk about the tool? I realized that I was talking way too much leading into the product reviews and people were checking out before they got there. So I swapped things out. I, I moved, I made the intro super short and just a teaser of what was happening. Then I go through my intro, just that eight second video intro. I tell them where to find my website and then I go right into the product. And then if I have anything to plug, it goes after that. But when I wasn't doing that, I was getting a ton of complaints. Well, the new videos not happening nearly as much. I also had to make them shorter because I discovered that people don't tend to click on the longer videos as much. Kind of that eight to nine minutes is a sweet spot where you can run two sets of ads, but it's long enough to share something, but not too long that people won't click on it. Uh, I, I, like I said, I started stating up front what the video is about, what I'm going to prove, what I'm going to give you, so you know your value right away. And I've started focusing on the videos and the content that has brought in the most views. So things like generators and things like DeWalt cordless. I still try some other things, but those are the two big ones. So you have to be open to change if you want to find further success. If you just keep doing the way you've always done it, you're not going to find that success or that increase in success that you wanted. So then another kind of cool goal I set for myself was to appear on 12 other podcasts this year. And so far I've been on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine podcasts so far. So in six months, I've finished 75% of that goal. It's been exciting. I've met new people, I've had new experiences, and I've brought new people into the community through it. So we're going to keep pushing. And uh, another one I had was um, to approach 12 guests with audiences that are different or larger than mine. And I've had 10 so far, or nine so far with a 10th confirmed. So I, I, I need two more to finish that up. But just because I hit 12 doesn't mean I'm going to stop. But I realized that was a really good way to get the workshop podcast in front of other people, more people, different people. And it's working. So yeah, again, set these specific goals. Now, I didn't know who the 12 people would be at the beginning of the year, but I knew I wanted to approach at least 12. 
And you know what? If you don't ask, you don't know. And I've reached out to a lot of people and almost nobody has shot me down. I've been quite excited about that. Um, put together, I put down the first two repairedness manuals, but I have since changed my mind a little bit. But I do, I am working. I have an outline. I have an outline for one book and I have almost a rough draft outline for the, the first book that's going to be coming out the repairedness manual instead of doing a bunch of different ones it's going to be its own then i'm going to do a reader as well which is going to include some of the more interesting topics i've dealt with this year but i've basically let my podcast write my repairedness manual for me or at least outline it and i've got you know between 70 and an 80 page rough outline for a book at this moment and i'm pretty excited i really hope that i finish it this year but if i don't it won't be the end of the world but i am shooting toward it at least one rough draft, ready to be edited book by the end of this year. I need something that I can sell, that I can take with me to, you know, prepper conventions and that kind of stuff. And, and this is my wheelhouse. It's the thing I love is, you know, repairedness and the art of home maintenance when help isn't around the corner. I already told you about my three live speaking events. Um, another one for my business was pick up enough property management to pay for itself. And you know what? I really have. I picked up another bank company out of Ontario that has paid me quite well for a few properties that came out of nowhere. And then this 12 unit uh, rental for my, for apartment buildings, those two have basically put me at the point where I have enough property management to live off. of, And that is, that's what I wanted. Uh, I put drop mowing completely. And then I realized afterwards, I don't want to get rid of my mowing customers and I don't want to lose that money. I just don't want to be mowing all the time. At least I don't want to be out push mowing three to four days a week. So I have outsourced that to my son. And I've been really excited about how well he's done for the most part. He's he's made a huge improvement this year and he's doing a good job. So I'm making money, he's making money, and my customers are still happy. My word of the year was invest. And I've done the, you know, I really have worked hard because where invest came from was over the last two years, my words of the year were grow and build and both those implied doing more to see more results but i'd got to the point at the end of 2021 that i had put enough energy i i wasn't willing to expend more time or more energy weekly for what i'm creating than i already was so i said what is the only way that i can get better results by putting in the same amount of time and i thought to me the best way was through investing and that was investing in time to improve the existing things that I'm doing. That's investing in groups, whether it's with the Fireside Freedom or getting into the after party live stream or getting onto other people's shows, but getting out there and investing with other people, helping all my fellow content creators and friends that I can in any way, but investing in other people because when you invest, you see returns and it's working so far. I wanted to separate a Toolman Tim and All Seasons Maintenance. I've done that. Uh, they there was just there was too much overlap, and so I have separate Facebook pages now. Although at some point I may just kind of combine them and turn them into just a straight Toolman Tim page. But for the time being, I still want to have an All Seasons Maintenance Facebook landing page. So that's working. I had put start a Toolman Tim Telegram group and a MeWe group. I decided. I don't like MeWe that much. I still use it, but I'm not creating a group there. That's not going to be the place where our community centers. Uh, with Fireside Freedom, I discovered, oh, man, I love Telegram. 
and it's a great place. And so I have built the community around that. And we have you know, 115 users over there right now. And it's a great way to interact way better than MeWe in my, for my idea. So I scratched MeWe out. I left Telegram. And to be honest, the Telegram group is bigger than I thought it would be at this point. Uh, become a better interviewer. This was important to me. So what did I do? Well, first I started watching a whole shit ton of Joe Rogan intros. So he puts a lot of his intros on YouTube. So they're 10, 12 minutes. I watched a bunch of them and I realized something he's really good at is finding a catch or a hook, something to start the show off with that gets his guest talking. It makes his guest becomes interested and, and invested in the interview. And so I started approaching it that way. Uh, another one that I love is uh, The Hot Ones. It's a YouTube channel where the main host interviews celebrities while they eat progressively hotter chicken wings. And he, when they do that show, one of the things that people say on there all the time is, how did you know that? Where did you find that? Why did you ask me that question? But he always gets a question that gets them excited and gets them talking, keeps their mind off the spice and makes for a really enjoyable interview. And I realized that I like questions. I like people giving me questions but I want to hear people's story. I want to find the thing that their eyes go, oh, yeah, I love talking about that. Whatever it happens to be. That could be like Letty Lou. I know this might sound funny, but she was on the show last week talking about death. And you could tell that is one of her passions. It's something she wants to deal with. So when you can find, when you can get someone on that tells their story, because Everyone's story is different. Everyone's story is interesting. If you can get their story out of them and you can get them talking about what they love, that thing that brightens their eyes up and gets them out of bed in the morning, you're going to be a successful interviewer. And that's where I'm heading. Uh, becoming a better podcaster. Well, for me, that was two things. Number one, well, becoming a better interviewer was part of that, but uh, listening to myself. Now you might say, oh, boy, you're full of yourself. Well, no, actually, you want to do something uncomfortable. Listen to your own recordings day in and day out. But you'll find those filler words that you need to eliminate. You'll find the downtime. You'll find things that aren't working. You'll find things that don't seem nearly as long as I thought they would when I listened back to them. So pay attention, listen to yourself, and you will get better. You can't not get better if you listen to yourself on a daily basis. I know Brian Alexovich from The Lots Project does that. And he he's improved immensely from the start of the year. I'm proud of him. He does a lot. And that, that's not easy. And the other one was developing a better intro. I wanted something that, I don't know, I, I'm a sucker for old AM radio. I'm a sucker for great intros for radio stations. And I started, went down this rabbit hole one night and I started listening to Art Bell, the old coast to coast stuff. And so I developed a, a little bit longer, um, beefier intro based on his kind of style for his old intro. And I've been really pleased with it. I've really liked that. Um, and also I got the, the intro theme song from Greg Arcade. Thank you, buddy. That was a, a huge hit. And just between that eight second clip of the song at the beginning and that newer intro just has more punch. And, and that's what people are looking for. And I talked about my better review videos. I've already kind of focused on that. We don't need to get into it. And then another big one was to make physical preparedness, friendships, and connections in our province. And I've done that because that's the hardest thing. When you decide that you need to get out there and make human connections with people who are across the province away from you, well, it's not easy, but I've done it so far and I've been really pleased. And uh, the three of you out there that we've had 
deep, meaningful conversations in person with. I consider you all friends at this point. And that's what I wanted to say that the, the items on your goal list aren't checkboxes on a list. The list exists to help you focus on your priorities. The thing is, you've heard some people say, well, they put dinner with their wife on their schedule. And some people are like, oh, wow, that's not very, you know, that's not very spontaneous or loving. Well, actually, it's the most loving thing you can do. Because if you're prioritizing your wife or your relationships first, then it <laughs> you're going to take the time and work on it. Because if you don't, all those other pressing items are going to jump up and not take care of them. So putting on a list that you want to make new relationships and new connections, don't treat that as a checkbox. Treat that as something like directions on a map where you're, you want to sit down and meet new people and do new things. You don't just want to do it for the sake of doing it. You want to do it because it's going to make your life better and their life better. So I hope that was a good look into goals. You know, the old thing, that clock is sliding around and here we are at six o'clock P whatever it would be. Yeah. Well, six o'clock on the 12 hour dial, we've made it halfway through the year. What have you got done? What do you need to get done? What haven't you done yet? What are you ignoring? How well have you focused on your goals? Where have you slacked off? Where do you need help? Can I help you? All of the above. So guys, I hope this kicks you in the ass. I hope it lights a fire under you. I hope it encourages you. And I hope it pushes you in the right direction. Tomorrow night, we will have the apartment prepper coming on to talk about, of all things, apartment prepping or preparedness in small spaces. And she's got a lot of experience. I can't wait to pick her brain. So she'll be on. So drop by again, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, as always. And guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.